Hello there, it's Pastor Rod Plummer here from Tokyo. We're doing a series on the nine spiritual gifts from 1 Corinthians 12. Today's gift number two, which is called the Word of Wisdom. We're going to read, we're going to read these gifts, and we're just going to discover there's whole bunches of them that, that God is supernatural. He interacts with us. We can we can hear his voice through his word, through his leading. Um, this is called the gift of the word of of knowledge. We're going to read 1 Corinthians 12, 8 to 10, the nine gifts. You ready? Through one, there is given, through one person, there is given a spirit of a message of wisdom. We did that last week. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between gifts to another speaking in different types of tongues or languages, and still another interpretation of tongues. Sorry, I counted wrong. Still another, the interpretation of tongues. There's nine gifts. So today we're going to talk about gift number two, to another a message of wisdom. One piece of knowledge. You need to understand this. Okay, three facts I want to quickly mention. Number one, this is knowledge beyond the natural ability to know. It's it's supernatural knowledge. It's art word, art piece of information from the Holy Spirit. Number two, it's not mind reading. You don't become psychic. You don't read people's minds. You don't understand all their life. It's one single piece of information in order to see that person have a breakthrough, a blessing, a lift, an increase in their life. It's a blessing. It's not controlling. It's not some strange thing. It's going to help people. Number three, I would suggest we start small with this gift. And when we start to feel maybe we have a piece of information, instead of saying it, we ask a question, how do you feel about this? What's going on here? And observe and move towards the mark of saying, I feel I have something to say from God. It's supposed to be a lifting thing at all times. We're going to do an Old Testament example a great, wonderful Jesus example, and a couple of things from my life. Are you ready? The Old Testament example, we're going to talk about um, when Elisha, the prophet, could, could get some information about the enemy's plans. He knew what was happening in the enemy's tent in discussions. Now, this doesn't mean he saw in the tent or he saw everything in the tent, but God gave him one piece of information, and it helped Israel have success and victory. We're going to read from 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 8 to 12. The enemy is called the Aramites or the king of Aram. Now, the king of Aram was at war with Israel. And after conferring with his officers, he says, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. The man of God sent word to the king of Israel, beware of passing that place because the Arameans are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God and time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on his guard in such places. This enraged the king of Aram. He summoned his officers and demanded of them, tell me which of us is on the side of the king of Israel. He wondered who the traitor was. None of us, my lord, the king, said one of his officers. Now listen here. But Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. 
Now, once again, Elisha's not seeing in his bedroom. He's not seeing everything that happens, of course. It's just in the area of the strategy of the enemy. In that one area, God gave him a piece of knowledge that saved Israel from war, that, that, that gave Israel victory. It's an amazing scripture, and um, it really is a, a wonderful testimony how God will speak to his prophets and to his leaders when they need to have a piece of information, when they need to know a piece of knowledge, the enemy is doing this or this is happening or that's happening or whatever it is. It's, I love the way it says it's happening in such and such a place. It's like it, we can relate to that in our own lives. In this area, could be in our business, could be in our an attack of the enemy. Um, don't know what it is, but it's such and such a place. God can give a piece of knowledge that will make us avoid war, have peace, have blessing, lift lives. Now, this, the story from Jesus is a famous one from John chapter 4, where Jesus goes to a country called Samaria in the north of Israel, and the Samaritans and the Israelites did not like each other at that time. Of course, Jesus loved them, um, and he's about to um, invade them with his love, <laughs> invade them with his power. And uh, he meets a lady at midday drawing water from a well. And now, immediately we know this woman is not in good standing with the other women in the village. Um, to draw water in the middle of the day in Israel or North Israel is not done. Um, you can even see today on um, uh, YouTube channel where you can see like people drawing water in the morning or at night, but not the middle of the day. It just it, it just doesn't happen. So Jesus meets a woman and he sees her and he knows something by observation. But when this conversation goes on and Jesus offers her living water and they have a discussion, all of a sudden Jesus lands on a piece of information that no one could have known. It was a word of knowledge to bless her, to reach out to her people. And finally, a whole section of the Samaritans come to know the love of Jesus Christ. It's a great story and it's really encouraging to me working in in many, many parts of the world and and being able to believe God could give a piece of information that could open people's hearts or bless people. Uh, so we're going to read the story. We're not going to read it all, but we're going to read the part where Jesus says, would you, would you like living water? And uh, we're going to read from verse 15, John 4, 15. The woman said to him, to Jesus, sir, give me this water, this living water, that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. And Jesus told, said, told her, verse 16, go call your husband and come back. She replied, I have no husband. And Jesus said, you're right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you've had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. Now, this is pretty invasive unless you were there and saw the love of Jesus and the desire for Jesus to give her living water from God. If you were there, you would have said he was kind. He wasn't trying to out her, humiliate her, but he has a word from God about her life that is accurate. It's amazing. Look at verse 19 at the response from the woman. 
Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our our ancestors, the Samaritans, worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Many of the Samaritans uh, believed this and, and thought this, that the Samaritans had the right place of worship. Jesus is going to reveal by the end of this chapter, Jesus is going to say to her, it's not here or Jerusalem. You worship God in spirit and in truth. In other words, in Japan and Australia, wherever you're from, worship God there. It's a revelation that was in the Old Testament where people could worship God anywhere. God spoke to to Moses in the desert and to uh, Elijah in the cave and um to, to, you know, you, you get the picture. God can speak anywhere. And she starts bringing up this thing about Jews and Samaritans, and Jesus just keeps offering her eternal life, eternal water, living water. Now, she goes away with this revelation that this man she met at the well is a prophet from Israel. He's got the word, I've got the word of knowledge about her and she goes back and tells her whole village or whole town. We don't know how big it is. Um, I think it must have been quite big if it was near a famous well. Um, would have been probably thousands of people. And she goes back and says, wow, this guy told me everything, everything I've done. And uh, it's amazing. We're going to read from verse 39 because the people in the town saw her and heard her and they knew her. And they saw a change in her, and she starts to babble on about this man who told me everything about my life. And, and, and he, he's got living water, and he's got, he's got the word for the Samaritans. And we're going to read here from verse 39, the conclusion of this story. I'm, I'm not reading the whole story. I'm telling you a part of the story so that you can be excited about this gift and the impact on the woman upon the whole people of that large town, the impact on the Samaritans. Let's read on verse 39 to 42. Many of the Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. It must have been amazing. Could I stop there? It must have been amazing, the change in her life. Like for many to believe in this particular woman who was probably an outcast um, in her culture, Um, for many to believe because they saw the change in her life is so exciting and so wonderful. And and the woman said, he told me everything I did. Verse 40. So when the Samaritans came to him, to Jesus, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed two days. Now, this is really exciting because sometimes Jesus went places and they said, go away from us. But these Samaritans had such a good heart that when they heard about Jesus, they said, would you stay with us? Now, let me tell you something about the Samaritans. They were sort of a different religion from the Jews, but they did believe the first five books of the Bible, which is called the Torah, the law, the books of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. They did believe those scriptures. They did have prophetic word. They did have the word of Moses and the Ten Commandments. They had all of that, yet they were saying, it's not Jerusalem, it's here. That that was one of their major differences. It's not the only one. But these people did have a lot of Bible background, a lot of 
a lot of law background in the early part of the Bible. They had it. They had it in their language. Um, it was still there. And, and so this village, we don't know its background, but it's possible that they were actually trying to follow the law, that they were actually understanding there was going to be a deliverer or a messiah. They understood there was going to be a great prophet. So when they saw this woman and she, her life had been changed already, they come out and they said, let me read it again, verse 40. So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they urged him to stay with them and he stayed them two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. There's that wonderful word, believers. I'm a believer. Are you a believer? I'm a believer. I believe. I believe in Jesus. I believe in the supernatural. I believe in the resurrection. I believe. I'm a believer in spiritual gifts. And they said to the woman, verse 42, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. Wow. <laughs> what a what a testimony. It says that many more became believers and they said to the woman, we don't believe just because of what happened in your life. We see what happened in your life. It's real. We've heard for ourselves and now we know this man, this Jesus, really is Messiah, the savior of the world. What an incredible story about a word of knowledge that changed her, her people. Now, the Samaritans come up time and again in the New Testament. The last time we read about them is in Acts chapter 8, where uh, Philip and others go there, and there is a massive revival. There is a move of the Holy Spirit. There is whole sections of the Samaritans become believers in Jesus. And, and they send down Peter and John from Jerusalem, which is probably a day's travel by donkey or something. And um, when they get there, the Holy Spirit is falling on them and it's powerful. And um, it's so powerful. A local magician says, wow, can I have that? And, and the answer is no, because you're trying to buy it with money. It's free. And, and, and so the last time we read about the Samaritans is they become a receiving and, and receiver, one of the earliest powerful receiving communities of the whole world in Jesus Christ. And I believe that this woman and her village is probably at the center of that revival, which happens a few years later. I believe it. I believe this one word of knowledge has such an impact that it goes to, it, it's like a, um, a bouncing ball, just just a bouncing ball of blessing all over the place. Now, I really wanted to dig into this story because a word of knowledge sounds sort of spooky or frightening, but I want to tell you it does come to us when we have this gift at certain times. I'm going to give you a couple of examples from my life um, I do believe that God has helped me in this area, in this gift, and it's really opened up amazing doors of blessing for some people. It's got nothing to do with my spirituality. It just, it was a moment where I said something from the Holy Spirit and things opened up. Now, the first story I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you a lot of details, but I will try and give you the, the big picture that in Tokyo here, we had a, a wonderful 
couple, married couple from a from a country, and um, was having some troubles. And um, I went to to visit them both together, and um, they, they looked so good and wonderful. But there was there was trouble. And as I'm talking to them, I just had a word that I wanted to say, and it was about one of their experiences when they were 12 years old. And um, it just, I just said, did this happen when you were 12? And the person that I was speaking to in the couple, married couple, said, yes, that did happen. It was of a um, a painful nature. It was something that they didn't want. It happened. And um, as I said it, that person said, yes, that did happen. But it, I don't think that's um, important. I don't think that's part of our story. And I said, that's fine. Can I just pray with you? And prayed with them. And I, I went home on the train thinking, I really, I really felt, well, I got it right in God. I really felt that was going to be a breakthrough, but they just looked at me and was blank. When I woke up the next morning, my phone, there was a text from that person saying in the night, God spoke to them and said, that is a key issue. And they prayed for healing and release and blessing. And immediately something dramatic happened in their marriage and they got just more and more in love and, it's a great story and that pe- those people went on to do great things for God and, and support the work of God. And um, it, it, the, 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 re- the, the impact of, of that, their marriage uh, went on to have one, wonderful children and, and, and bless the local church they're now in another country. Um, I'm not giving you details. I just want to let you know the impact of a word of knowledge. Now, I knew nothing else about their, their, their life. I, in terms of, uh, I got no other supernatural knowledge. Um, I didn't know anything. I didn't see anything. I just had one piece of knowledge. And when I spoke it, God was able to use it for healing and restoration and then an incredible building of marriage and, and blessing. I believe in this gift can, can help people. Um, it's not mind reading. As you look over a crowd of people, it's not mind reading. It's not seeing all these things. But, you know, God can give a piece of information at the right time for ministry, for breakthrough. And I've seen this over and over in uh, many, many nations. Um, God is able to speak a word that brings a breakthrough quickly. Okay, I've said enough. I want to give another example that's very different, very positive um, well, that, that story was positive. But I want to give another story. And it's a story of um, a young man in our church in Tokyo um, about 12 years ago, came from Australia. Now, I can tell you this story because I, I, I've talked about it openly. And um, this is a young man that came to our church called Richard from Australia. And um, when he arrived in Tokyo, he was teaching English and like a gap year had finished his degree in, I think, business studies and uh, arrived in Tokyo. Looked like a, a very fine young man, a, a Christian, Christian family. Um, but it was clear that Richard did not like the local church very much as a Christian. And 
um, I didn't know why, because he 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 was a, a lover of God, but he didn't like the local church. And so as time went by, not much time, maybe three months, I realized that um, this young man maybe was, um, you know, thinking a bit differently about things. And but one day I walked past him in church, and as I walked past him and looked at him, the Lord spoke to me and said, "He's changed. He's completely different now." Just just spoken in my heart. And I walked past a few, a few meters. I felt so strongly. I turned around and I walked up to him and said, can you tell me what's happened in your life, Richard? Because I can see something very positive has happened. And he said, yeah, Pastor Rod, I, I grew up in a church, didn't really understand the, the mission of a church. But here in Tokyo, I've understood the mission, the purpose of church. It's and he went on to say some wonderful things about our church and, and how we saw mission and reaching out. And he wanted to be a part of it and said, how can I be part of the mission of the church? And I just smiled and I, I said, God loves you and you're in. You're in the mission of the church already uh, today. And um, that young man from that moment on just kept growing and growing and growing. And um, we started a church and an outreach in Yokohama here in Tokyo, South Tokyo. Um, People in Yokohama would not like to be called South Tokyo. But anyway, um, helped start that church. And then I felt um, to ask him, would he go to Hong Kong? We had a very small, uh, wonderful church there that needed a leader. And I said, would you consider going to Hong Kong? He was a single man. And uh, after a week, he came back and said, yes. And he said, actually, when you asked me, I could have said yes right then, but I I thought it was spiritual to wait a week to tell you the answer. Well, he went to Hong Kong and Richard Welsh is now our pastor of our Hong Kong Lifehouse Church. He's married a beautiful local girl, Janice. They've got four incredible boys. Church is booming. Church is growing. Uh, loves the local church. And now he's helping start other churches. Um, it's an incredible story. But I, I knew when I walked past him that day, a piece of knowledge from God that something had happened, changed in his heart, and he just really understood the local church and his part in it. It's a great story. We do tell it often, um, and, and Richard's gone on to great things. It was just a piece of information. I didn't have anything else about his life. It's not mind reading or clairvoyance. It's not like that. It's just one thing happens, and you're able to minister blessing and lift. It's never for control, ever, ever, never, never. But it's always for this moment, God's blessed you. This moment, something's changed. This moment, I can. And so our word of knowledge is part of the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament. Um, Jesus' power in this gift is much bigger than any one of us or all of us combined. It's too, it's too big. It's big, big, big. But God does allow us by supernatural means to understand a situation, understand a change, understand a change up or down. Um, it's a piece of information. It could break through the enemy's plans. It could smash through people's uh, inability to touch God or feel God. Or it, it can, it, it, it's powerful. It could help even, I think, in, in business or in teaching a, 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 maybe a troubled child and God gives a piece of information how to help that particular child. Um, but it is for ministry. It is a blessing, and I'm going to pray in a moment for this gift. If you have it in your life, 
that we don't go off and do crazy things, but we say, God, could I just test that little bit of information, just one piece, just one little piece and ask some questions, help some people, lift some people, pray for some people, encourage some people. It's all about lift. It's all about blessing. And um, I would love to pray with you that um, if, if, if God's touching you in this way, you would, you would use this gift. And if not, others around you may have this gift. And so I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for you and for the wor- our, word, our word of knowledge. Thank you, Lord, that you've, you've moved in, in incredible ways, incredible ways. And I just pray for this wonderful gift to be upon people's lives, on churches, on leaders, that it would be used for freedom and blessing and lift. Lord, we understand it's just one little tiny thing, but when we use it, when we ask questions in regards to this area, we're going to see a breakthrough. We're going to see something happen. We're going to see uh, your kingdom advance. So pray for blessing on last week we talked about a word of wisdom, um, and now we're going to talk about a word of knowledge. Lord, these are powerful gifts, and I pray that there'd be breakthroughs and healings in people's lives. Even as people hear this, there'd be a word of knowledge about themselves, a word to break through, a word to lift. In Jesus' name, amen. Hope you're enjoying this. Amen. God bless you all.